Welcome to the Earthside Birth Podcast, a space created with the intention to provoke independent thought in women within a culture that has conditioned her to allow others to do the thinking for her. I'm your host, Petra Mesa, a radical midwifery student, doula, mother, and a former nurse who walked away from the medical system and never looked back. I invite you, sister, to join me on an exploration of the true creative power of women on my journey into independent birth work as I dive deep into topics covering pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Merry come and merry meet beauties. In this space, there is only the intention for the highest good of all, rooted in love. Nothing discussed in this podcast should be considered medical advice. I am not a doctor. Pregnancy is not a disease, and birth is a physiological, non-medical event. Hi there, Merry Meet Beauties. This is Petra of Earthside Birth Services. I'm an indie birth midwifery student, postpartum doula, birth doula, and a former nurse living the dream outside of the system. I want to talk today about something that is super important to me, very near and dear to my heart. And I'm going to start off with a quote. No one does more harm to the Catholic Church than midwives. The witch midwives exceed all other witches in deeds of shame. This is a quote from the Malleus Maleficarum um, by its authors, the Reverend Witch Hunters Kramer and Springer. If you don't know what that book is, um, please feel free to look it up. It is essentially the um, witch hunter's guide to hunting witches and persecuting witches. And um, yeah, it is a pretty filthy piece of literature, but it's real, what can we say? And um, so what I wanna talk about today is the her story of midwifery and really the her story of not just women healers midwives women healers but women um it is our her story um and you know throughout the entirety of human history women have used their divine given creative power to heal and the wise woman has long been respected and revered in many cultures and then we get to the medieval period and we see the exact opposite of that and we see quite scary and frightening things happening um, all throughout europe and eventually also in America, colonial America. Um, And for clarity's sake, um, wise woman, female healer, which these are synonymous terms. Um, If you don't like the word witch, you can 
use whatever language suits you that's totally fine but know that they are the same thing um a witch is a female healer uh, a lay healer uh, and a wise woman they are all the same and midwives fit into this category given their skills and knowledge um their you know occasional use of uh, herbal remedies and tinctures and um their knowledge and skill when it comes to the birth process in general and prenatal care and um postpartum uh care uh you know that we midwives are are absolutely in that same category so um midwives also were accused and persecuted as witches and it was easy to do that given these skills and given this knowledge that um you know the catholic church basically associated anything to do with womanhood as uh evil sinful disgusting and so it was easy to um it was easy to accuse midwives and especially if outcomes were poor in the events of stillbirths midwives were accused of stealing the souls of babies to offer it to the devil um they were responsible if there was a, a deformity or, or something wrong with the baby um they were held um responsible and accountable for those outcomes and so in the 13th century medicine became established as a secular science and a profession and the medical profession deliberately acted to eliminate female healers and they did this by uh requiring university training um they they uh wrote licensing laws which at the time at first were um unenforceable just because of the sheer amount of uh lay healers to uh physicians the the ratio was <laughs> a little wonky there were so many more um you know female healers and witches than physicians that they couldn't possibly enforce these licensing laws at first which we also see change in the future of course um but the most interesting part of the rise of the medical profession is how intricately it worked with the catholic church meaning that it was strongly controlled by the catholic church for example um a physician was required to call a priest into um not only aid them but to advise them on how to treat their patients um physicians were also not allowed to treat patients who refused confession um how unfortunate so while um while physicians were kind of in this like relationship with the catholic church um witch healers 
are the ones that developed extensive understanding of uh, their skills, their their knowledge um, at the time, especially for the time, I guess I should say. Um, they, they developed uh, an in-depth understanding of the anatomy and physiology of the musculoskeletal systems. And, um, and they developed the primitive pharmacology um, that eventually many of it worked its way into our modern medicine. Um, a lot of the drugs that uh, lay healers used are still used today. Uh, one being the first that comes to my mind is digitalis. And that is a common drug used uh, to treat heart disease today. And it was first used by these um, lay healers. So at the time that these witch healers were developing all of these things and and pretty advanced for the time, it was the physicians who utilized practices based on superstitions. Things like bleeding, leeching, I think those are two things that people have definitely heard of before. But the use of incantations and quasi-religious rituals that is what physicians were using at the time not the witches and you think of it as the opposite way um an example would be the physician that was um taking care of edward ii one of his treatments for toothache was to write out along the jaw of the patient in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So, interesting little fact about what healthcare was like through the medieval period. And so, in the 14th century leading up to the witch trials, we see male doctors begin to dominate healthcare uh, within the upper class. So, they served the elite as anybody who is anybody becomes anybody (laughs) by serving the elite and becoming part of the elite that they they in doing that became a part of the upper class they established themselves among the well-to-do and they did this throughout healthcare except for obstetrics now uh, the the word obstetrics the science that is upset obstetrics was not uh created yet i'm going to use that term just so everybody knows what i'm talking about so um that art the art of midwifery um belonged to midwives so childbirth be continued to belong to women for another three centuries and that's really based on issues revolving around modesty morals inappropriateness um all dictated by of course the church so once this monopoly of upper class health care is established we see doctors take on a new role towards the extinction of women healers and this is really wild to me 
we see a partnership between church, state, and medicine emerge during the witch trials. That means, so doctors become uh, viewed as experts. And being seen as experts, they are brought into court and given the authority to weigh in on whether or not a woman was a witch or if certain uh, diseases, afflictions, ailments were caused by witchcraft. So let me go back a second. There is a partnership between the church, the state, and medicine that emerges during the witch trials, essentially giving doctors the ability to literally kill off their competition. And I'm going to quote one of my favorite little books here. It is called Witches, Midwives, and Nurses. And if you do not know it, please look it up. It is just a a wonderful little book. Um, It's a short read, but it is to the point and damn the amount of information that is in here. It is just mind-blowing. That being said, this is actually a quote from the Malleus Maleficarum. I am just reading it out of this wonderful little book. And I quote, And if it is asked how it is possible to distinguish whether an illness is caused by witchcraft or by some natural physical defect, we answer that the first way is by means of the judgment of doctors, end quote. And to be clear, um, the crimes of witches were not only that they harmed, but that they healed. Not only that they were guilty of these demonic, uh, vile crimes, but that they also helped. They were helpful and even benevolent these were also crimes held against the witches. And I will quote another little excerpt from this wonderful little book to prove my point. And I quote, For this must always be remembered as a conclusion, that by witches we understand not only those which kill and torment, but all diviners, charmers, jugglers, all wizards, commonly called wise men and wise women, and in the same number we reckon all good witches, which do no hurt but good, which do not spoil and destroy but save and deliver. It were a thousand times better for the land if all witches, but especially the blessing witch, might suffer death. And while it seems impossible at times when you are going down this kind of rabbit hole that is this her story um and it is just that the witch hunts did not completely exterminate the wise women however her reputation was so severely scarred and she was so discredited from her skill and knowledge Um, after the witch trials that 
male doctors were able to infiltrate the last frontier, as I call it, of women's health, which is midwifery. And so in the 17th and 18th century, we see things, uh, other things that contribute to this as well. We see the invention of and popularization of forceps, which um, are considered a surgical tool, which women at the time were not uh, even allowed to touch surgical tools. Um, so that set them apart from midwives. Um, we see the rise of what they call man midwifery, which is basically exactly what it sounds like. It was, you know, primitive obstetrics. Um, we also see some social changes happening uh, around this time, particularly the Industrial Revolution, which uh, really impacted uh, families and, and the family structure and how society functioned. There were so many changes that came with the Industrial Revolution that healthcare was also impacted. Um, but again, these men midwives started with the upper class well-to-do women. Um, and in, in doing that, they were able to invade the lying in chambers, as it was called then, um, of a childbearing woman. Um, and they did this under the guise of superiority through scientific and surgical means which is not true. And then, so in the 19th and 20th century, um, we see things like the introduction of uh, twilight sleep drugs. Uh, we see birth uh, now being conducted as a sterile surgical procedure under general anesthesia. We see the transformation of the hospital, which... Uh, before the 19th century, hospitals were considered death traps and women would not be caught uh, unless they, <laughs> they were dead. Um, they would never go to a hospital. Um, now we see women being lured into the hospital setting with the idea, the false ideations of painless childbirth and safer deliveries, which we of course know now that neither of those things were really the case and that the hospital setting was a horrific place for um, a woman giving birth. Um, it was a, a lonely uh, place where women felt depraved and isolated, and um, it was absolutely inhumane, animalistic, and there are, is plenty of information out there that you can find um, of women talking about um, these experiences and, and how tragic they really were. And there is so much more to this story um, that I, for the sake of time, won't get into in depth right now. But there's things like the popular health movement, uh, movement of the 1830s into the 1840s, um, where we really thought that, um, you know, we were going to kind of put the kibosh on this rise of the medical profession and um, kind of reclaim that. That did not happen, of course, unfortunately. Um, and eventually, the doctor becomes the so-called man of science with virtually no criticism, no regulation, and hardly any competition. Again, that's except in obstetrics. Um, now, uh, 
in Europe, we see like midwifery kind of went through like this upgrade and was made into its like own independent occupation. Not the case here in America. Here, um, they really only wanted to eliminate the competition. Um, and they had absolutely zero desire of improving care for childbearing women. Um, so what we see is uh, we start to see midwifery uh, being outlawed state after state after state. Um, so what's left? Where do we go from here? Where, where, where are the midwives supposed to go? Well, there's this newly invented subordinate role in nursing. That was not a thing. That was something that was created. Um, and that was, that is its own wild history. Um, and I will quote one more little juicy expert from this lovely book. Again, just to prove a point. And I quote, from the nurse's aide, whose menial tasks are spelled out with industrial precision, to the professional nurse, who translates the doctor's orders into the aide's tasks, nurses share the status of a uniformed maid service to the dominant male professionals. And let me tell you, it's true. And if you're a nurse, like, there's no hate, there's no judgment. I was a nurse. I was a nurse for a considerable amount of time, but literally nothing that I just stated is false. You are in a subservient role, and it's okay to be happy in that role, but call a spade a spade. You are not a woman in power. You are a woman taking orders from other people, and that's okay if you're okay with it more power to you. Um, moving on, the, you know, today we have, uh, you know, nurse midwifery and that's like, that is a minimum of six years of education. Um, and it begins with a degree in nursing, with a nursing education and nursing teaches on a basis of pathology. Nursing teaches you the same model of care that the obstetricians are taught. It is a fear-based model. You are, uh, you know, trained to assume that you need to be monitored because something is going to go wrong or is wrong. And there is no just letting things be. It is a way to medicalize midwifery, simply put. And you better believe that there is a reason why CNMs are legally recognized in all 50 states. And it's because that is what they want the standard of midwifery care to be. They want it to be medicalized. They want it to mirror obstetrics. They do not want the humanity and the... And the the spiritual side of midwifery to come through. Birth, pregnancy, it is a pathology. Your body is a machine. I am the mechanic. That is the model of care. Now, 
you know, because you have CPMs, Certified Professional Midwives. They have a national certification um, through uh, NARM, North American Registry of Midwives. Um, and to get that uh, certification is quite a process. And then when you get that certification, that does not mean you are legally recognized necessarily in the state that you're in. Um, they're not recognized everywhere. And there is a reason for that. There is a reason for that. <sighs> so what's next? Where do we go? Where do we go from here? Um, I mean, personally, I would like to go back to go back um, to the tradition. And the tradition is women helping women. That is the tradition. Um, that is what I would like to see for midwifery in the future. Um, I would like to see it be this sisterhood that I envision, that I long to be a part of. Um, you know, not this backstabbing, uh, catty, spiteful entity that it it is much of the time um, and the women that we serve deserve that of us they deserve uh, everybody to be in alignment with each other you know we are supposed to be in this for common reasons we're supposed to have common ground here we are supposed to have the same core values and you know if those values and those reasons for being here and on this path and doing this work is not um to to serve women and not to provide women with the tools that they need in order to make autonomous, fully autonomous, fully informed decisions for themselves, then you're not a fucking midwife. And we are not the same. That is what I want for midwifery for the future. I want a, a, I want a sisterhood where women feel safe where we feel safe with each other. And this witch hunt, it's got to fucking end. This sister wound, it's got to heal. So I will be doing everything that I possibly can in order to do that. Um, somebody has to pave the way to the new earth. I will absolutely be doing my part in that and I hope that you all will join me I hope that you will join me and I hope to see you there in the new earth so thank you for listening and blessed be